Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast from March 28th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Our music is a weekly all elite wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and this week, once again, unfortunately, I am solo. Dan and I have been trying to align our schedules over the past few days just to get something recorded for the podcast. He's been working a lot of 12 hour shifts. I have a lot going on. You're about to hear that here uh, in just a moment to, to kind of get caught up on what's been happening with me. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to sit down and do the show again for the second week in a row. Uh, before we begin discussing in the latest happenings within AEW and kind of what's been happening with us, help us get noticed and become all in with the crew by checking the app or website that you're listening to us on right now. Make sure you're following and leave that rating and a review. We will hook you up. The uh, The offer is the expiring, which is about to expire, but we are still hooking up uh, of the lucky few that do that with a premium subscription to OnlyDance.com where you can get the uh, the saltiest of content on a uh, on a daily basis from from crazed 11 <laughs> and even though dan's not here make sure you go hit up his twitch twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11 k-r-a-i-z-d one one he has been streaming regularly over there again uh playing warzone pretty frequently and getting quite good at it so make sure you're stopping in showing him some love on twitch and uh hopefully hopefully things will be back to normal this coming up week and we'll have dan back on the show uh, but yeah, I did mention that I wanted to get everybody caught up on what's been going on with me. I recorded something outside of this podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and put that in here just to get you caught up. All right, so I wanted to record something and talk a little bit about what's been going on with Gizmo. So if you listen to all of our content, that being the Level Down Games podcast, BG Mania, a video game music podcast, and Hit Our Music and Our Elite Wrestling podcast, you're going to hear this same audio each time, but I didn't want to explain it three different times and, you know, have it all sound different. So I figured I would just record it once and stick it in each show that I'm currently working on to get caught up because of what has happened over the past few days. So unfortunately, Thursday, well, let me rewind a little bit even further back than that. Um, last Thursday, so this would have been on the 18th, we had Gizmo a vet appointment scheduled. This was the one that, you know, if you remember or if you follow us here at Level Down Games, I was talking about potentially, you know, we were scared and upset that we were going to have to put Gizmo down because of this thing that was on his neck. We weren't sure if it was a tumor. It ended up being the abscess that, you know, needed to be drained. So they did that. They had to, you know, go in and do everything, but it still looked pretty gross because of all the fur that was matted on there. So they did what they could. They cleaned it up. But we had to take Gizmo to the groomers, and that was scheduled for this past Thursday, the 25th, at 10 a.m., dropped him off, you know, everything seemed good. We, she was just going to clean him up around, you know, his, his, the sore, not really touch the wounds or anything like that, but clean up around it, but then clean up the rest of him too, because it was time for his normally scheduled grooming appointment. So, you know, he was there to get cleaned up for that too. And while he was there, the wound just opened back up. You know, it, it wasn't anything that the groomer did. So we had to take Gizmo into the vet and you'll see why I said it wasn't anything that the groomer did here in a second. So we had to take groomer or groomer gizmo into our normal vet. And, um, they looked at him and they're like, yeah, you definitely need to take him to the hospital because it looks like, you know, he needs stitches and we currently don't have the necessary equipment or people on hand for, you know, doing something like this. And thank God, because it ended up being a much deeper procedure anyway. Uh, so Jessica and I did take him over to a, a local 24 hour veterinarian hospital and, you know, Gizmo was in there for a good two, almost three hours before they really were finally able to start, you know, kind of getting in there and figuring out what was going on. And by this point, the blood had dried a little bit around his neck that was 
for a while there coming out kind of steadily to the point, like I said, that's when I freaked out. It was getting on his legs. It was dripping onto the carpet. I was like, man, this is not normal. So, uh, you, you know, it was kind of starting to stop. So you think, you know, it was starting to clot there while he was actually in the hospital. And when the actual doctor went in and started working on it, you know, she was going to go in and clean out the abscess, make sure that the infection was removed, see what was really going on in there. And she's like, you know, we can either do the the staples to leave it open, to let it breathe if it's not that bad. Um, or, you know, if we can completely get rid of the infection, we'll, we'll go ahead and stitch it up, fix everything that needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. So she goes in there and, you know, what, what thought, what we thought was going to be a quick, you know, simple 30 minute procedure turned out that he had a blood clot in his throat that had developed from this abscess and not only one blood clot, but three different blood clots and a lot of other, you know, issues that she had found when she had had him, you know, kind of opened up under the knife in there working on him. So this turned into, you know, a, an almost thousand dollar project for Jessica and I, and I don't want to say project. That is a terrible word to use, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a thousand dollars that we had to put toward safety. Gizmo, and thank God we did find out those blood clots were in there because you know that would have killed him. You know, had, had had we not noticed the bleeding, or you know, had it have happened like right after we went to sleep, and you know, it had lasted the entire night. Thank God it did happen when it did, and we were you know kind of fortunate enough to to see it when we did and get it taken care of as quick as we did. That um, you know, even even though it did cost a a significant amount, we were able to get him saved and you know get everything taken care of. So that way, you know, he is 14 years old. He is starting to slow down. His legs hurt, as I've mentioned. He's got sore joints. He's got arthritis. He's an old man, but he's still got a lot of life left to live. He loves living. He loves eating. He loves drinking. He loves walking. He's stubborn, even though it's hard for him to walk. You know, we give him the glucosamine pills that you can get over the counter. Would that come with the MSM? to help with his joints and it really is a miracle thing if your dog struggles with with joint pain or anything like that i highly recommend it not sponsored obviously it's just something that we use for our dogs and and it's always been a blessing in disguise because it's allowed gizmo to to walk pretty much from what we can tell pain-free and when he does take it he's kind of you know he's stubborn and jessica calls him rocky balboa because he is he is so stubborn at his age and you know when when gizmo wants to do something he definitely he, um, he definitely tries his damnedest to do it, but it's been a tough couple days with all that happening and with with him getting his stitches where they are on his throat. We can't go with a traditional cone to keep him, you know, to stop him, I should say, from scratching at it or rubbing it on the floor, which is more what he likes to do or rubbing it against surfaces to scratch it. So right now, Gizmo pretty much needs to be under constant 24 hour supervision and, you know, he can't. I guess he could be in a cage if, if, if we needed to be. But again, that would be something that he could rub up against it. And we are really, you know, from where his stitches are, the slight disturbance could reopen it. And then, you know, after spending that money and obviously, you know, seeing what that could possibly do to him and, and his age. And, you you know, thank God he woke up from the anesthesia that he was under. But, you know, you never want to have to put him through that again. So... Uh, we, we are just kind of taking turns watching over him and keeping him under that 24-hour supervision, and it's working. Uh, you know, the stitches are healing. The thing is looking better as, as each day goes on. But then, unfortunately, on um, Friday, I had a little bit of a medical episode when I was driving back from Cleveland. I had to go up there to pick up something, and I was heading back down to come home. You know, I was just driving back home, and I was on the freeway, and I unfortunately, like... I lost control of my my right arm and it went completely dead numb. Um, I, you know, I, I was suffering from a migraine headache the entire day, but uh, I was driving home and like my arm went numb. I couldn't like my, my fingers were slowly closing into this like weird claw like position and I couldn't open my hand. And then I felt it like kind of slowly st uh, starting to spread to my left arm and then it started spreading to my face, but my chest wasn't hurting. And before I got diagnosed with panic attacks, I was always thinking I was having heart attacks. So I knew I was like me and my chest doesn't hurt. So I know it's not, you know, a heart attack. It's probably just another form of an anxiety or a panic attack based on everything that's been going on with gizmo and everything else in life lately 
But, um, you know, at the time I'm driving 80 miles an hour down the freeway trying to get home. And at this point, I'm about, I would say, roughly 12 miles away. And um, I called Jessica up and I was on the phone with her and I was like, you know, I'm struggling right now talking to her, just trying to get home. And I was really fighting through it. I was really trying to push to get home because I really just needed to, you know, I knew I wanted to get home, lay down, uh, take some medication, smoke, whatever I needed to do to calm down and and just let this pass. But uh you know, I, I was losing all feeling in my arm and my arm actually was like hurting. It was a, it was a pain that I'd not felt before when having a a panic attack in my arm and my my hand hurt. So I did have to get off the phone with her. I had to call 911. They sent an officer out who talked to me into having an ambulance come out. They did check me over. Um, you know, I, I got a few things to, to help out. Obviously, went home, took my normal medication, uh, smoked and pretty much have been in a a zombie, lethargic-like state uh, over the last uh, probably 24, 36, maybe even 40 hours or so as I've I've been recovering from from my body betraying me. I've been doing good, and then damn it, all of this happened, and then lo and behold, you know, strikes again. So that's kind of what's been going on uh, over the last few days here for me and and for our household. Apologies for not getting... um, a lot of the content posted on time when it was supposed to Dan and I could not get our schedules aligned to do hit our music this week. So that was delayed. We kept delaying it, trying to get the schedules aligned. And then all of this started happening. And then, you know, that just, that just sucked, which caused a delay to BG mania because of this happening. And then Kyle had sent me the files for the media files, like on Wednesday, but again, with gizmo stuff happening on Thursday and then everything just transpiring left and right. I wasn't able to get that done. We had the future game show reaction that I was supposed to do on Thursday night that I did do. And uh, gizmo was currently in surgery while I was live on YouTube and Twitch for that, you know, shout out to the, uh, to the dude that pointed it out in comments that I kept stepping away during reveals Captain Obvious over there making sure everybody knows what's going on. He just didn't pay attention enough to uh, to make sure, you know, that he knew what was going on. So did that, did the ID at Xbox, four and a half hour condensed thing. It's just been a lot going on this weekend. So, you know, I am struggling through right now, but uh, it is Sunday evening and I'm pushing through all of the content. So hopefully by, uh, by the time the Level Down Games podcast is supposed to post Monday morning, everything will be caught up and uh, things will be good to go. So that's what's been going on. If you listen to all of our content, you're going to hear this multiple times. But if you only listen to one thing here and there, well, that's what's been up. So just wanted to keep you updated. All right. So let's go ahead and start chatting. Chatting about and recapping the last seven days in AEW land. Uh, it is going to be a, a quicker, more recap focused podcast episode this week because, as you did hear there in that update audio, I am trying to get through quite a few different episodes of a few different shows and get all of our content caught up before the uh, the new week gets here. So we're going to go back to last Monday, the 22nd. We're going to talk a little bit about Dark Elevation here. There was, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten matches last week on uh, on Dark Elevation. They opened up with Ty Conti defeating Ray Lynn. We had Shadi Lee Johnson defeating Adam Priest. The Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. defeated Fuego Del Sol and Jake St. Patrick. We had Max Caster drop another fire rhyme. He defeated Ryzen. Big Swole and Red Velvet, who was the, uh, the Elevation-like highlight of the week red velvet um that's some new thing that they're doing to highlight a a new star every single week on the show that was her this week uh that team defeated leva bates and maddie rankowski ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs defeated joral nelson and royce isaacs danny limelight defeated baron black orange cassidy defeated ryan nemeth ethan page defeated number five alan angels of the dark order and rio mizunami defeated layla hirsch in the main event going back if you wanted to uh speed watch the elevation and pick out the uh the the things that i kind of thought were the most entertaining uh big swollen red velvet taking on leva bates and maddie rankowski was actually entertaining a lot of the the back and forth stuff between leva bates and maddie and, and how their chemistry is uh that was kind of cool uh orange cassidy and then of, of course the the triple main event i should say orange cassidy and ryan nemeth ethan page and alan angels and ryu mizunami and layla hirsch those are definitely the um the four standout matches that I would go back and check out from Dark Elevation. But it's a little bit unfortunate here because for the second week in a row, they didn't really help in telling 
the viewer what the difference is actually going to be between dark and dark elevation. Um, you know, this past week with dark elevation, we had a a lot of, you know, that triple main event, I, I guess I could have seen being, you know, somewhat like dynamite matches. So I get where the dark elevation stuff comes from. But the rest of the card was was more or less what what I would consider considered dark type content and then when you look at dark from tuesday the 23rd which we're going to here in just a moment there actually was a lot more matches on here that i assumed they would have put on dark elevation if we were correct last week in discussing the hierarchy of the shows with it being dynamite then elevation then dark maybe we're wrong maybe dark does come before dark elevation um it, it'll be interesting to see when they throw that additional hour of wrestling content that's coming on tnt later this year how things are going to play out. I'm not 100% sure. If you look ahead to the announced list of matches for tomorrow night's elevation, it would appear we're kind of going to be left wondering again because it is a little bit of a, of a mixture of matches. Um, and, and I think we might kind of be left in the state until AEW picks up and hits the road once again later this year on tour, which could actually be later than we thought because I did just see that report the other day that WWE may be planning to stick around uh, with the Thunderdome set up in their new location uh, until August, I think I saw, like maybe August 2nd or August 3rd or something like that. So maybe AEW won't be in a rush to get back out there anytime soon, but who knows? Um, it'll be interesting. And like I said, especially with that additional hour of wrestling content, and we have an actual additional hour of non-wrestling content, or maybe it's a half hour, who knows, that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes as well. So, man, there's a lot of AEW content to consume if you're if you're watching all of that each week, if you're watching, um, you know, all three wrestling shows and soon all four wrestling shows, unless they combine something or do something different when uh, when that other TNT show debuts, but then you have the YouTube stuff, you know, being the elite, Sammy Guevara's vlog, which I, I honestly think are, are two can't miss things each week if you're a fan of AEW because they do add so much stuff to the dynamic of the matches on the show and, you know, just getting to know these performers on a on a deeper level, which is as a fan, really, really entertaining. So uh, let's go ahead and take a look at Dark from Tuesday night. We had a lot more matches here. Let's see here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 matches from this past uh, Tuesday night's Dark. They kicked things off with tag team action. John Silver and Alex Reynolds defeated Chaos Project. Of course, Luther and Serpentico. SCU, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian keeping their streak alive and, of course, their tag team alive by defeating Joral Nelson and Royce Isaacs. We had Penelope Ford defeat Miranda Alizé. Gun Club, Austin Colton and Billy Gunn defeated Baron Black, Jake St. Patrick and Adam Priest in some trios action. We had Dante Martin defeat Jack Evans. In a surprising move, the FTW title was on the line. Brian Cage defeated Brandon Cutler to retain that title. Ashley Fox defeated Alex Grostia in a quick match. I think it was like a minute, maybe two minutes tops. Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss defeated Vary Morales and Seth Gargas. J.D. Drake, who was out there with Ryan Nemeth, they have a really cool dynamic thing going on right now. He defeated Fuego Del Sol. I'm super behind J.D. Drake. I can't wait to see more of him. And I, and I do think he might be uh, you know, appearing on Dynamite regularly in the future. Cutie Marshall defeated Sean Dean from a match that was set up through Sammy Guevara's vlog. Again, you get a lot of things out of uh, out of the content if you're focusing on everything. The Bunny defeated Jasmine Allure. More trios action. We had the Dark Order being represented by Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. They defeated Carly Bravo, Brick Aldridge, and Dean Alexander. Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo, and representing the Nightmare Family, defeated Angel Fashion and D3. And then in the main event, Cesar Benoni defeated John Schuyler. Um... For the most part, Dark is, again, pretty skippable. There's a, there's a handful of matches I would definitely recommend going back and checking out. The opening match, John Silver and Alex Reynolds are always amazing to see in tag team action. They put on a good match with Luther and Pentico, who have definitely been more and more entertaining lately. Um, the singles match between Dante Martin and Jack Evans, that could have been an elevation or even a dynamite match. That match was really, really, really well done. Definitely go back and check that out. Um, go give some support to that FTW title being defended because I do want them to keep utilizing it more. Brian Cage defeated Brandon Cutler. It, you know, it was a good match for what it was. Go check it out. Uh, J.D. Drake defeating Fuego Del Sol. While it was pretty much, you know, a, a squash match, though, Fuego did have some some 
offense here and there. I, I do like this pairing between J.D. Drake and Ryan Nemeth. I, I like it more, I think, for Ryan Nemeth than I than I did when they tried putting him with Cesar Bononi and Pretty Peter Avalon. So uh, th- this could be cool, and it, it actually could bring a lot of a lot of relevancy to both J.D. Drake and Ryan Nemeth right now and actually get them both on Dynamite somewhat in a consistent basis. So we'll see what happens. Go check that out. Uh, and then, of course, go check out Cutie Marshall and Sean Dean, again, if especially if you're watching Sammy Guevara's vlog. But because Cutie Marshall is in some really high-profile stuff right now, as we're going to see as we get to talking about Dynamite here in just a minute, we are flying through this episode. My God, we're only nine minutes in, and we're already basically done talking about Dark because pretty much... Uh, after after you know that they're, they're just dynamite or no, I'm sorry dark kind of fell off a cliff uh, it, it definitely wasn't one of the more interesting episodes of dark though there was those few matches that are that are worth going back and checking out cutie Marshall like I said he's on fire though undefeated right now in 2021 and I, and I love this new kind of chip on his shoulder that he kind of has right now and that's definitely playing off into something that we're going to see this coming up week on Dynamite so before we start talking about Dynamite last week on the 24th though I do want to talk about a new show that was introduced to us during Dynamite I this maybe normally would have been a takeaway but I'm not making it a takeaway I guess we can call it a mini takeaway uh, it's the new Cody and Brandy Rhodes reality TV show that was introduced coming later this year to TNT titled Rhodes to the Top <clears throat> and from what I understand, this is going to be a, a behind the scenes look at, you know, kind of how Cody created the company, kind of his day to day job working for AEW. I'm assuming it's going to focus a lot on Brandy uh, as a mom kind of doing her duties in AEW as the chief brand officer while balancing life as a mom. We're probably going to see a, a decent chunk of their family life at home maybe see some stuff at the nightmare factory with cutie marshall i I think the show's actually really going to be cool they talked about how we're going to see them not only succeed but fail and anytime you know i i look at this like being the elite i look at this like sammy guevara's vlog i wish they honestly even though i know that's so much content already i wish more of the backstage guys would pick up and do vlogs and have more characters in there like they do for bte and, and sammy guevara's vlog because there are a lot of guys that you know aren't featured on those two shows that maybe could be so uh and and i think we'll probably see a lot of names that maybe aren't featured on those shows or or weekly on wrestling content here on this roads to the top tv show as well so i see there's if you're a fan of AEW, there's really no reason not to at least check this out uh i'm sure jessica and i are going to sit down and watch this weekly I, i can't see why we wouldn't um we'll be there i don't know when it actually starts but we'll be there But if we look at Dynamite from this past Wednesday, the 24th, we officially have one, two, three, four, five, six. I didn't number anything. Seven, seven takeaways this week. You can tell I didn't number anything. I have to count everything as I go. Uh, Takeaway number one, we're going to kick things off as they did. uh, Very, very strong singles action and surprisingly already for the AEW, uh, you know, for the I should not not for, but for the chance to uh, to get an AEW title match. That's what I was trying to say there. Uh, We had uh, Matt Seidel taking on Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega did defeat Matt Seidel. So unfortunately, Matt will not be earning himself, at least through this means a a championship opportunity from Kenny Omega. But yeah, this was an incredible start to the show. As per usual, Seidel looked like absolute fire in the ring uh, across from Kenny Omega. You know, I, I really do think Kenny Omega being one of the if not the best he is my favorite but if not the best professional wrestler in the world always does have an uncanny ability to bring out the best in everybody that he's in the ring with no different here with Matt Seidel the amount of near falls and quick reversals of not only the v-trigger but you know there was that one when Seidel kind of you know kind of made it to where he didn't get hit with the one winged angel I was definitely getting because I did work this past Wednesday um, you know I wasn't able to get a shift and thank God because I, I haven't worked since Wednesday because of all the stuff going on with Gizmo. Thank God I did work this past Wednesday, but um, I was quickly trying to catch up to the live feed so we could chat in Discord, which is one of the things that I love doing every Wednesday. If you're not in our Discord server, you absolutely should be. Myself, Sev, Dan, sometimes Sean, some Geo, um, who, whoever we can get. Do we have uh, not so uh, Annie, uh, somebody? I'm trying to remember their names. There's a few other people that chat in there as well about AEW. Um, I, I definitely would 
prefer to have even more in there chatting AEW. So if you are a fan, if you are listening, make sure you jump in our Discord server so you can chat along with us during Dynamite. We don't necessarily chat along during uh, Elevation or Dark because we kind of watch those things on our own time. Some of us watch them live, but some of us do catch up and watch them on our own time. So Dynamite really is the one that we're chatting live with. And of course, the pay-per-views and specials on, you know, BR Live whenever they do that. And I, I think I saw a report that they're probably not going to do that anymore. So um, I was trying to catch up, but I was on the edge of my seat. I had to keep stopping. They were doing such incredible things inside the ring. And honestly, I was pulling for Matt Seidel to win. I did want him to to get a future title shot because, I, you know, seeing what they did here with this match, my mind was envisioning even an even better and bigger match if they did it for the title. So who knows? We might still get that in the future. But as of right now, um, it, it doesn't look to be the case as Kenny Omega is still doing that belt collector storyline we'll have to see what happens he did appear on impact tv last tuesday kind of building toward that uh, match with rich swan at the pay-per-view which i did see and i think is worth mentioning they did move the date of that pay-per-view it was originally scheduled to be on april 24th which was a saturday they kicked it to sunday the 25th kind of like how AEW did more recently reason being they didn't want to go head to head with ufc that night and again i get it ufc draws more numbers if you can avoid going head to head with it you might have more people that will tune into your show so I get it. Takeaway number two from Dynamite this past Wednesday. We had a quick throwaway match. Hangman Adam Page did defeat Cesar Bononi. Good to see him on Dynamite, but he was just there for a, uh, a quick match for the most part. Did have a little bit of offense, but it really wasn't anything substantial to not qualify this as a squash match. I'm really curious what they're going to do with Hangman Adam Page right now. You know, he is coming off that feud with Matt Hardy, getting his Q1 earnings. It looks like he might be getting set up to be taking Kenny Omega in the future. I do kind of like Geo's theory in Discord how when, when Kenny Omega will, you know, accumulate all of these belts and then maybe, you know, all of these people will come together and then start crashing down like Laredo kid or Ray Phoenix taking the AAA title and Hangman Adam Page taking the AEW title and Rich Swan or Moose or whoever taking the Impact title um, maybe maybe damn maybe it would be uh maybe if um if uh Andrade or La Sombra maybe he'll be going by that again in, in Impact maybe he'll go to Impact and take the uh take the Impact title off of Kenny Omega in the future god I would love to see Andrade and, and Kenny Omega in a match that would be so fucking good that's why I wished he would go to and, you know, we'll, we'll see where he ends up being. Reports have kind of been conflicted. He is potentially heading somewhere, but we're really not sure where it's going to be. So uh, there's a lot of things falling into place right now. But with this quick squash match, I am curious where Hangman Adam Page is going to be left here over the next few weeks and months as Kenny Omega is certainly going to be busy doing some other things. Um but we're not really quite sure who Omega is going to defend that title against yet at uh, Double or Nothing in May. So we are, what, about two months away from that now. So we might start finding things out here soon, especially if it's not going to be Christian Cage, which it doesn't sound like it will be so soon. So guess we'll find out. Remains to be seen. Takeaway number three, we had an excellent promo on stage. Uh, Tony Schiavone being a very busy man this past Wednesday. First of all, he was up there with Britt Baker. Uh, basically talking about and, and recapping the match that happened from the St. Patrick's Day Slam with Thunder Rosa, which has been so well received. I, I love that they put up that video after Dynamite had concluded with, um, you know, kind of Tony Khan talking and kind of praising both Brit and Thunder Rosa. It was a really cool video for them to release on their YouTube channel. Make sure you are subscribed to them on YouTube because they do release a lot of cool videos like that for, for behind the scene content as well. If you are a fan and you like seeing that stuff, um, I love that that they allowed her to take a shot at Mick Foley on on stage and, you know, kind of talking about how it took him X amount of years to become a hardcore legend and she was able to accomplish it in just one night. I love that he responded not only to that by by saying ouch or whatever, but also after they announced that um, Kane would be going into the Hall of Fame for the WWE this year, he had made a tweet that said, uh, you know, Kane is now the only Hall of Fame worthy dentist. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, and I'm curious if this is actually going to keep building to uh, to something. I you know I, I think Mick is under contract with WWE through some sort of legends or or some kind of deal, but I I do like how he is interacting with her on Twitter. Uh, but they also pretty much had Britt Baker kind of state claim to the women's division once again. Um, 
kind of talking about, you know, she, she is the most dominant female she did lose, but, um, you know, they kind of have to build her back up to this, you know, badass heel. And it is interesting, you know, mentioning her losing. I, I think it is worth mentioning Thunder Rosa with the NWA coming back and Power being back now on Fight TV in their most recent pay-per-view. She was supposed to go against somebody at an upcoming show, Kylie Ray, I think it was, uh, in, in a few months, and the NWA actually pulled her out of that match. So it doesn't appear to be that she's going to be allowed to take indie dates anytime soon. Uh, we were speculating in Discord if that is going to affect her working alongside AEW. I think it would be absolutely insane of Billy Corgan to sever that relationship with with Tony Khan. You know how seeing how successful Thunder Rosa has been with an AEW and knowing that she is still under contract with NWA through the end of this year, uh, I think it would be absolutely bananas if he pulled her from appearing on Dynamite and and. For for AEW just because of how over she's gotten and how universally well loved she's been anytime she's on Dynamite or anytime she's on pay-per-view but you know I, I get it it's a business and if, if he wants her exclusive to NWA and to try to get those eyes to tune in to power or their pay-per-views then I guess that's cool but I honestly don't think it's going to work that much or as well as you hope it will so I would like to see the partnership thrive. I would like to see Thunder Rosa still continue to appear with AEW. I'd like more people to start crossing over. It'd be cool if we can get Nick Aldis to appear in AEW. I'd fucking love that. You know, I I, I wish we could get more crossover stuff between NWA and AEW like we are getting with uh, with New Japan and AEW and everything else. You know, the forbidden door is open. Let's keep it open. And, uh, you know, Thea Trinidad, I, I did see, you know, because there have been rumors about her coming in and now being under this, you know, hush-hush short-term contract with somebody. Uh, it's looking and sounding like it might be with Bandai Namco just because of the Tekken tournament and all of the tournaments that she's been doing. And, of course, you know, she's been getting more and more into the gaming brand lately. So that might honestly be what she's doing for the next few weeks or months, which would kind of fit with the reports that she won't be signing with AEW anytime in the near quick, you know, future, but that the door is open for them to work together in the future. So it would be cool if they brought her and uh, La Sombra in together and kind of just kept that gimmick going because it did work so well in NXT, but I, I get why they might not do that as well. So we'll see. Uh, takeaway number four, we had some trios action. We had the pinnacle featured uh, or featuring Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, and Sean Spears. They did defeat the team of the Varsity Blondes being represented by Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. And one half of top flight, Dante Martin. Remember, his brother currently is still going through um, recovery for an injury. Uh, this was a good match to highlight how powerful and dominant the pinnacle is currently set up to be. And I remember there was a post in, in our Discord server, uh, may have been Geo that shared it, that was the actual pinnacle all having titles over their shoulder. I honestly think that might happen in the near future. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. MJF had the world title. Uh, of course, FTR had the tag titles. Sean Spears had the TNT title. And Wardlow had the FTW title. That is definitely something that... Um, you know, could potentially happen as the months and certainly the year goes on because the pinnacle is certainly going to climb higher and higher and higher throughout the uh, throughout the card because, man, they are just so full of talent and this this whole grouping and this whole thing is just absolute fire. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, like I said, Tony Schiavone was busy. He did have another post-match interview with the Pinnacle. It was basically with uh, MJF, and he was calling out Chris Jericho in the inner circle. And the fact that, obviously, you know, this was only two weeks ago when it formed, so why would they abandon it so soon? But I really do hope this is going to lead us to that blood and gut style, or, you know, maybe maybe another gimmick-style match, but a, but a 10-man tag between the two stables, because that is definitely what I think we want. And, you know, I, I would love to see them still do the blood and gut style style match because it was, you know, supposed to happen before the pandemic last March between the inner circle and the elite. So seeing it happen here between these two factions would still be really cool. And damn, it would be a great match. It absolutely would be an incredible match. Takeaway number. What are we on five? Yes. Takeaway number five is more trios action. We have the Lucha Bros, Penta El Zero Miedo and Ray Phoenix teaming up with Laredo Kid from AAA, and they did defeat the team of the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, but holy fucking shit was this a match that ended up just being 
absolutely incredible and it's 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 this right here it's matches like this and pairings like this and the previous match we talked about the pinnacle the varsity blondes dante martin any trios match that we talked about today but most specifically this one right here it's it's this right here that really makes me wonder when tony khan is going to introduce those trios titles we're eagerly waiting with anticipation as fans we know they're coming all of these foundation blocks have been put into place we're just kind of waiting for the trigger to be pulled why hasn't it been pulled yet i'll never know but my god i cannot wait for those trios titles to be introduced and i just think of the possibilities just think of the freaking possibilities um i think sev kind of pointed out in discord that brandon cutler's being thrown in this match to uh to take the pinfall and that certainly did happen laredo kid hitting a sick spanish fly onto brandon cutler to uh to get the victory and man after the match, Kenny Omega comes down attacking Laredo Kid. Remember who he did defeat for that Triple H title so long ago, and uh, grabs the mic and basically, you know, kind of becomes this pushy. I don't want to say bitchy, but frustrated persona of himself of the cleaner because of what's been going on between Matt and Nick Jackson and and him. Um, and of course, Don Callis and the Good Brothers and everything. So he's starting talking about, you know, how they they were so close and they were the elite and all of this. And now they've more or less chosen Brandon Cutler. And he's like, you guys need to throw up the two sweet right now. It's now or never. And they walked out. The Bucks walked off with Cutler, who, you know, kind of just. Omega was not happy. Of course, he was pissed off. He turned around, but he was met with some super kicks. And that, of course, is setting up another amazing trios six-man match next week on Dynamite that we'll talk about here when we talk about the uh, the card for next week in, in just a few minutes. Because, like I said, we are flying through this. I know it's uh, roughly, like, what, the, the 30, 35-minute mark or so, depending on how the audio gets shrunk down into here. So we do have a few more takeaways to talk about, though. Takeaway number some women's action from Dynamite this past Wednesday. I loved this so much. We had Ty Conti defeating Nyla Rose, and this was an excellent match. And yeah, you heard me right. Ty Conti defeated Nyla Rose, an insanely shocking ending. And I really do hope that this is the uh, the beginning of Ty Conti's push. Um, I've been kind of hoping for it for a while. I think she's been so, so improved over, you know, her time in NXT. And even when she first debuted in AEW, she's come so far. You can definitely tell that she's putting in the work. And I really do think that she's poised to to be one of the, you know, better female competitors that AEW has when when all is said and done. I think she's going to find herself situated on, on like a, a totem pole very nicely. I, I, I don't know where I would rank anybody, and I, I would hate to rank anybody anyway, but I think Ty Conti definitely has a, a very bright future ahead of her. And it seems that with her teaming up with Hikari Shida tomorrow night on Elevation and then again on Dynamite on Wednesday, we could be looking at the potential next challenger for the AEW Women's title in Ty Conti, though I do hope TK decides to hold off. I don't want to see the match just yet. Like, I hope they don't do it at a, uh, certainly hope they don't do it on a Dynamite, but I hope they don't even do it at double or nothing because I'm not sure Ty Conti is going to be the one to dethrone Sheeta at this point. Uh, I'm not sure that that's in the cards. I'm not sure that that would be the right call. I, I think that at this point, Hikaru Sheeta needs to be dethroned by an unstoppable, like, just force of nature just because you know she has been on this incredible role and that's taking away nothing from Ty Conti I do think that she is going to you know be a fine women's champion for AEW down the road so I, I would just hate to see her lose a title opportunity now and then for them to have to explain it away later um, I, I think Hikaru Shida might end up losing that title to somebody outside of the company who then loses it back to somebody in the company at this point I don't know what they're going to do though I really don't but I do hope that Ty Conti and Hikaru Shida is held off for a while because maybe maybe if they keep building Ty Conti up you know she is this 
you know, amazing Brazilian jujitsu artist. And, you know, with her coming off this impressive victory with Nyla Rose, they could have her, they could just totally build her up, have her get some incredible wins, have her go on a streak, have her go on a tear, you know, put her in a program against Jade Cargill, let her win that, put her in a program against uh, the returning Chris Statlander. And if you want to have, you know, Ty Conti be the next one to take the title from, from Akarshita, then, then have her go over Chris Statlander. And of course, like I had mentioned already, Jade Cargill, but you know, maybe you bring in someone like an awesome Kong or something like that, just, just for a match, uh, or anybody, or just imagine if it is, um, I don't know. There's so many things they could do. There's so many things they could do. So I just, I hope they build to it and don't just give it to us right away. Uh, the seventh and final takeaway from Dynamite this past Wednesday is for the TNT title. We did have Darby Allen defeating, representing the Dark Order, John Silver, to retain that TNT title. But man, oh man, was this match everything we were kind of hoping it would end up being. A lot of great action, a lot of back and forth stuff, some really cool moments. Uh, that that one moment when John Silver countered the attempted stunner into Anna Jay's Queen Slayer's mission I thought that was a super nice touch a super nice call back to her because she is currently going through you know recovery from her surgery and injury as well uh, I get it there were some weird moments in this match like the uh, the Dark Order pretending to be somewhat heels or bad guys on the outside of the ring while Darby was kind of laying out there but I get that this was done so that sting could come down to the ring unnecessarily and play the good guy and the enforcer so I uh, I don't think that was really necessary but I get I get it sting got to show up on TV somehow every week so shoehorn that in there but I'd be remiss if I didn't point out for everyone that did mention it in in both our discord and on social media how weird it felt to see John Silver do the tribute to Mr. Brody Lee the way he used to set up to do his power bomb only for that to get countered into the code red for Darby to retain it personally didn't bother me too much but I can absolutely see the awkwardness and weirdness of the situation and it probably shouldn't have been something that they included in the match notes, especially with the setup of the match being Darby wanting to give, you know, first of all, bring back the open challenge and be a fighting champion after getting through the pay-per-view and the, um, the match with, um, with uh, Team Taz and Sting. So giving it to John Silver representing the Dark Order because of the greatest TNT champion of all time, Mr. Brody Lee. And then for them to reverse that, I get it. It was weird. It really was weird. There was some post-match shenanigans with the Hardy Front Office, which is a name that I don't hate. That's he's uh, the name of his crew now, featuring Matt Hardy, Private Party, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Um so Hardy front office. I don't hate it, but I did like my my creation better. Big Money Enterprises. <laughs> there was that brawl to end the show. We'll see what that ends up setting up. Maybe one of Matt Hardy's dudes will get a TNT title shot for the open challenge next. Maybe the Butcher or the Blade or something like that. Or who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll finally recruit a, a solo guy. Or maybe he just takes it himself. Maybe Matt Hardy takes a TNT title shot against Darby Allen. Who knows? Um, but I do want to extend a, a quick well wishes to John Silver uh, for a speedy recovery after dislocating his shoulder during this match. I did see that he would be out for four to six weeks. So that does suck. So hopefully, um, hopefully he will be back and better than ever. Ever after he returns star rating for dynamite this week though I, I really did enjoy everything that they kind of presented to us Kenny Omega and Matt Seidel was an excellent match uh, and you know kind of glancing past Hangman Adam Page and Cesar Bononi because it was such a squash pinnacle even though they, I, I, that definitely wasn't a squash trios action man the, both of those were good even Tyco, you know what? We're going to have to go just because everything was was really well done. We're going to go four and a half stars. We're going four and a half stars for this one. I think this was really well put together. Every match ended up being very, very well done. The main event was great. The women's action was great. Both of the trio's six-man matches were great. And then the opening match was incredible as well. The only one that I would question would be Hangman Adam Page and Cesar Bononi. But that was, again, just a quick squash match, so... Can't bring it down too much. Four and a half stars for me for uh, for Dynamite this week. Looking ahead to next week, or I should say just a couple days, actually. Tomorrow night, make sure you're tuning in, is uh, Elevation. And then, of course, on Tuesday, we got Dark. And then Wednesday, we got Dynamite, 31st. We'll have, uh, you know, hopefully back to some normalcy. Maybe we'll get the podcast up on the first or the second of this week, being Thursday or Friday, if Dan and I can sit down and get it done like normal. Hopefully things get back to normal, though, like I said. But looking ahead to Dynamite this coming up, 
up Wednesday. We've had five confirmed matches so far, and a few of those, actually three of them, got set up during Dynamite this past week. Uh, one of those was in a backstage segment. We found out that Christian Cage will be making his in-ring debut against Frankie Kazarian, which I think is an excellent opponent for him to uh, to debut against. You know, they do have a lot of history together in Impact Wrestling, so they are definitely familiar with one another. Frankie Kazarian is a great wrestler, and it'll be it'll be a match that'll definitely highlight a lot of Christian Cage's strength. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Also, in a weirdly long segment halfway through Dynamite this past Wednesday, we found out that Cutie Marshall will be squaring off in an exhibition match with Cody Rhodes, and Arn Anderson will be serving as the special guest referee. Like I said, there's been a lot of stuff going on with Cutie Marshall, especially if you're watching Sammy Guevara's vlog, if you're making sure you're tuning into Dark and Elevation and all that stuff. And, of course, we are seeing it bleed over into Dynamite pretty consistently, and it's definitely been something that's ongoing. I, I did think that segment from this past Wednesday was was definitely dragged on a bit too long, but I am interested to seeing or I'm interested to see, I should say, where this match goes on Wednesday between QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. I maybe I, I can't see them giving QT Marshall maybe. Maybe he defeats Cody Rhodes. I doubt it. I doubt it. But with Cody's arm, you know, not being at 100% or his shoulder, whatever it is, uh, they could use that in the storyline as to maybe why. But I, I honestly doubt it. I just there's got to be some sort of shenanigans or something that comes into play here. Maybe this match doesn't end. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and as of the result of Kenny Omega attacking the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, remember when he turned around and got hit with those super kicks, it'll be Kenny Omega teaming up with the Good Brothers and they will be taking on the returning team of the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. So good to see them using Laredo Kid. I assume this dynamite was filmed on what? Thursday, Friday, something like that. So it would make sense for them to to utilize Laredo Kid while he was up there and uh, and doing work for them already. So good that he'll be back on TV on Wednesday. We have Hikaru Shida teaming up with Ty Conti once again, and they will be teaming up to take on the team of Nyla Rose. Did I say team way too many times there? That was weird. Anyway, they'll be facing Nyla Rose and the Bunny. And then finally, it'll be another tag team match. We'll have Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. I'm hoping this will be the main event because it is that arcade anarchy match where they're going to have, I'm assuming, a bunch of arcades set up around the ring, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do this match. Um, there likely will be one additional match thrown in here somewhere. We'll likely get that confirmed either on Elevation or Dark Monday or Tuesday, so we'll see. But on paper, it is looking to be a, a pretty solid dynamite this coming up Wednesday that uh, I'm looking forward to. Definitely am. But I do think that this is going to do it for this episode of Hit Our Music. I do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music, an elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course, by LevelDownGames.com. Hopefully, as I said, Dan will be back next week and uh, it won't just be me rambling on for 45 minutes about the last seven days in AEW. <laughs> Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you can drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash level down games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level down games and click that follow button. Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, I know I talked about it a few times in the episode, but our Discord server can also be found in that description box. Make sure you go there. Make sure you click it, join it, and interact with us. We want all of you listening in our Discord, talking about AEW. Kyle always gets frustrated. He always comes into Discord. He gets those notifications, and he's like, oh, man, it's just content and discussion about AEW and professional wrestling, and he's not a big fan of professional wrestling. So we want those notifications popping off all the time for the AEW Discord server channel that we have set up. That way he's coming in there all the time, just, you know, all disappointed and pissed off. <laughs> so jump in and chat AEW with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Theme song of the week this week. Normally it'd be Dan's pick, and I did ask him when we were trying to figure out, like, you know, if we were going to be able to to sit down and do this together, I asked him what his choice would be for theme song of the week this week. He chose to ignore me. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but he never got back to me. He didn't let me know what his choice would have been. So, back-to-back weeks, I'm choosing theme song of the week here, and to pay tribute to John Silver for doing such a great job in the main event and, and coming up shorthanded for the TNT title and dislocating his shoulder, we're going to go with the, uh, the, the Dark Order basic theme called Join Us to close out as our theme song of the week. Now hit the music. Join the Dark Order.
Join the 